All right, Psychotic Strength Podcast. It's what day is it? Jesus Christ! What's it? Four thirteen. Four. Four fourteen. Oh, all right, April fourteenth. Um, we got. I'm Tyler Toby Townsend. I'm Brandon. Marcel. Martin. All right, we got a we got a full house here today. I was I was a little nervous. No one was showing up, but uh, got everybody going. I'm gonna start getting Cole in here too. Cole wants to keep coming. That'd be kind of fun. Nice. I don't know. He's a lender guy, right? Yeah, he's the lender. He's the one I did the fucking the video music with. video with. Oh, yeah. Okay. But he, he's really fun <laughs> to hang out with. right? Bulldozer guy? Yeah. Okay. Cole Grover, the, the financial, financial bulldozer. bulldozer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking guy. He's funny as hell. Um, I tried to get him with that with that whole loan thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's like, he's like, yeah, we work with like this and this and that. And I'm like, that's not the same. Next. Like, if you don't even know what I'm talking about, yeah. I don't care if you're going to look it up and you have it. I'm just not going to deal with you right now, you know? <laughs> like, so that's why I gave you Amy. Okay. Amy's pretty fucking good with all that shit. And her thing was, apparently during COVID, they cut all that shit out. They stopped, like, the DACA program. Really? They really? stopped the entire thing. They, they worked it as the same as, like, an I-10 number. Oh. So I-10 is, like, 60% down mm-hmm. to buy a house. Who the fuck is putting 60% down? I'm about to move my ass to well Texas or something. Cash. So. Yeah? Get a little bit more Pay red out. of a state, huh? Oh, yeah. I need to be in a red state. That's my thing. <laughs> Alex Major wants me to go to Arizona, but... Oh, I fucking love Alex. Oh, me too. I'm so butthurt. He just up and left with his boyfriend. That oh, it hurt, it hurt my soul that he's out of here. I, yeah, he's I need really him dude. here. Isn't he just like a recruiter, right? No, he doesn't even do that. He just does a YouTube thing now. Is he making money on it? I guess. Oh well, he's got he's got really good info. I I actually watched a couple of his. <laughs> no, his stuff's like really good. Yeah, it's not just for teenagers. Like they. No, he like, did this whole thing on like how fucking stupid our school system is for not teaching us finances. Like you have, to, you can take financing classes, but that's like for running a business, not even for running your own fucking household. Like, he's like, let's teach our kids how to fucking do taxes, how to do like, pay your bills and shit. He does this whole thing. He's he's really good. It is really good shit, and he's pretty fucking hilarious too. You know Alex. Alex. Generation Iron. We worked out with him a little bit. He was. I that, never went to Generation Iron though. No. Not Golden Age Iron. Yeah. Generation Iron. Oh, oh no. well. Where did we... The recovery. Recovery. Oh, athletes. That's athletics. what it meant. Yeah. Recovery athletics. He worked out with us there. Oh, Alex. The... The blondish the looking blonde guy. guy. Yeah. Okay. With the little gay yeah. mohawk thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he still rocks the shit out of that. Oh, really like nice. it's 1993. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, he's just missing missing his puka shell necklace. I'm going to tag him in this yeah. one. I hope Pop he's hearing me. Yeah, yeah his, polo, his polo double polo. polo. The, the polo with the... And the, <laughs> and the, uh, the visor. The backwards yeah, visor. The backwards <laughs> visor. Yeah, he's like got his Instagram now. Adulting doesn't suck. Yeah. Like, it, or shouldn't it, suck. That's his... I'd love to Adulting get blows, here. man. I was gonna it's say trash. It, it is fucking, fucking garbage. <laughs> yeah, like... Oh. Adulting is the worst thing to ever happen to me. I'd take shingles again over this shit. Like, ugh. Wow! I've been. I got back into lifting. My knees are out. Right. Like I hit ninety. I was like, oh no. (laughs) So I've been like skipping legs. This is a good gym update. But I've been like skipping legs lately because I'm I'm coaching two soccer teams. So I'm like running all over. My legs are fucking killing me. My (laughs) knees, my ankles, everything. 
But now, I can't reach my feet to put on my own socks <laughs> because I'm not squatting and doing my leg stretching for squats and shit. So now I'm out there with like these 10-year-old girls doing full body stretches because I need them to live. You know? <laughs> like, this is ridiculous. I'm like, all right, girls, Spider-Man stretch. I'm like, look, don't worry. I'm going to demonstrate. And I'm down in there. One, two, three. <laughs> just, I feel so old. I'm like 32, dude. What the fuck? How old are you? I'm about to be 27. Oh. I'm a baby. He's not even 30 yet. I'm sad. I'm probably, I'm probably, yeah, I don't want to get there, bro. It's all, it's all bad right now. I'm the, I'm the old guy here. You are old. Geez, How old are you? It's all bad right 37? Now. Jesus, it's almost 40. Yeah, don't even remind you. Notice all the gray, man. That's okay. It's Men can pull kids. off gray. And kids. I, yeah. I think women can pull, pull off gray, too. They just are like more scared of it than we are. I think so. Yeah. yeah. I don't think a man gives a fuck that he's getting old. Besides how much I can't it hurts. wait to get my white hairs. Really? Oh yeah. Oh, as long as his beard grows in. I don't that's happened. Stop. Stop. No, you need to stop because this, this, this side of my goatee is starting to come. This side, not really. There's no carriage that connect, but this side just started about a month ago, just so everybody knows here. It's coming in strong. Hey, you used that fucking prick. The Derma Roll. Did thingy. it work? It worked for a bit, but it's just, oh man, the routine. It's what killed Okay. Yeah. But, so oh yeah, I did, see, I did see for sure uh, more hair since really? like that. Yeah, growing out. So I realized it that when I you wanted. to send me that link. When I was trying to get this more full, what I realized really started working. First of all, I grow hair like a third job, bro. It's, it's pretty nuts. But. I, I just let it grow. Let it grow, grow. And let it get fucking itchy and nasty and, and all that other shit. And then when I shaved it, it came back way fuller. Well, so, okay, so everyone was like, oh, shave all the time. So that's why I've been rocking the mustache for the a good... Uh, yeah. Right. You know. The <laughs> they call me tripod. Oh, <laughs> uh, no, but nice. I've been shaving it in... I don't know. We'll see what happens. I don't think that's the right path. Uh, that's what everybody always told me, too. But I realized if, if I kept it shaved, it wouldn't grow in full like I wanted it. It didn't start really coming in, coming in. Until you just let I just it go. let that shit go. Yeah. I want to say six, seven months for a while. It was just fucking nasty, dirty. I conditioned I, it and shit. See, <laughs> but here's the thing for my family. Everything sucks because, like, every male in my family has, like, these massive, like, full beards. I'm talking dudes with, like... You're like, oh, you've been letting that grow out for, like, five years. Like, they just all have these crazy beards. But none of them can grow until they're 30. So, you know, I'm holding on okay. strong. All right. Yeah, I, I got hope. hope. That's why when the, when the goatee card started connecting on one side, I was like, oh, shit. Seven <laughs> hairs? We got this. <laughs> just braid them, make it look Yeah, like you just, just kind of got to, like, grow them out. Like, use one of them line, like, a little Sharpie, just connect it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, Alright, let's do a gym update real quick. Uh, I'm going to do mine fast because I'm already halfway through it. Uh, I've been skipping out legs a little bit. Uh, I'm still doing the leg movements, sled push, shit like that. But like, yeah, the soccer is killing me. I'm losing weight mm -hmm. fast because I thoroughly enjoy soccer. So when we scrimmage, when we scrimmage with the girl team, the 10-year-old girls, I tend to not go so hard, right? I mean, because if I run into one of these little girls, their life is over. <laughs> yeah, so, like, I don't need any of that. But the boys, I'm going all out on that shit. And even a couple of them are like, can you play with us on the team when we play? I'm like, 
Thank you. I really appreciate it. <laughs> I'm fat as fuck, and I'm not going to do that. But, <laughs> but but it hurts, man, because I'm like I get I'm too intense when I compete in anything. So you get me out on a soccer field, I'm going. And I'm mm-hmm. going hard. That's my I'm, problem. I'm pretty fucking good, but I'm also not 180 pounds. Right? Like, I'm almost 300 fucking pounds of me. And just, I'm like, er, 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 everywhere I'm going, like a semi-truck trying to turn a, a fucking drift car. I don't know. I don't know what this looks like, but it, it's probably funny as shit to watch. Um, but yeah, so so still getting kind of the upper body going a little bit. Uh, I wish my tits were a little nicer at the moment. I haven't, I've been slacking on the power lifts. Joey's got me doing mostly just strongman shit. That's all my stuff is. Well, is Are it, you going to work on Yeah, I thought you were. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm, I, I'm, I'm keeping the fucking um, the program that he wrote for me. I'm still doing that workout. Uh, but it's not like, like my deadlifts are trap bar deadlifts. Because the competition in June is the, the, the car deadlift. And it's like a trap bar, right? So he's having me really focus on exact movements for the comp. So like bench... It's not even really in there. No, yeah, but like, but going out of that that spectrum, there's no for that specific thing. It's like guys who are doing arm wrestling or anything like that. Right. You you work the specific muscles, but going out of that range, it's a waste of energy and right. And I understand it. I just like it's weird. I haven't real deadlifted like with a real deadlift bar in like six months. So it's either like a like a fucking uh, Atlas. What am I? What am I looking for here? The thick ones. Yeah. Axel. Axel, thank you. Yeah. An axel bar or like or the trap bar. Yeah. And it's it's kind of frustrating for me to not be able to do the lifts like I want to and and he's doing. I'm still trying to get used to the Emon bullshit, which is not fun for me. I'm losing weight pretty quickly, but not not fast enough. I gotta be 230 pounds by June, which is in two months. But whatever. Say it two months, dude. I can do it if I really want to. I just got there's so much life shit to. that I need to push through, man. Um, how's your shop coming along? Uh, it's coming along good. Um, got That's my sign up on at, the right? yeah. Got got my got my sign up, man. The sign came in. Uh, uh, they did a phenomenal job on it. Got it hung up. Um, workbench is done. Uh, having trouble finding some display cases. Um, called around. Was online, went to go look at one today, and I got to where I was going to meet the guy, and then he's like, oh yeah, I, I, I sold it this morning. I'm oh, like, fuck that fire. guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's messed up. We like need, glass? Like in glass? Yeah, so I need I need some some display counters for uh, for what I've got going on to, to stage some product, and mm-hmm. and because uh, I'm going to have, uh, you know, some optics, some high-end uh, range finders, binoculars, knives uh some stuff like that uh that i want to put up um in a display case yeah, so people can see and right. show it off uh um i got my my first order of holsters came in um that was uh that's pretty cool i'm excited excited about that's the first product that i've got to actually land and um then just wait for my racking to show up i've got racking on order from uh from a couple of different places uh it's pretty slim right now, man. It's crazy trying to get trying to get product mm-hmm. for anything, you know. Uh, and I'm really sick and tired of the excuses. You know, everybody's blaming everybody else. You know, all oh, the war in Ukraine and all this shit. And it's like, man, motherfucker, we've seen this coming long no, time ago. I can actually say that because I work in the HVAC. We can't get nothing. 
Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's down to, like, the flexible duct work. We can't get that for months because they're like, oh, the the adhesive that they use on it comes from over there and we can't yeah. get this. And well, it's first like, it was like all the boats were parked, right? It was coronavirus. First, it was, everything was absolutely. coronavirus. And, and all the boats were parked off the... We're yeah. parked off offshore, and we couldn't get people to unload them. And now it's now it's the war in Ukraine, and yeah, it's just like fuck, man. Is it? Even bullshit is it? Soccer. Can we can we just like mm-hmm. stop with the excuses and figure this shit out? Like we we put you in fucking charge to figure this shit out. Well, suppliers don't really. Ca- I mean, like it's the people that coming out of the park. They don't really care because we've we've noticed in the HVAC industry that what they're doing is they're like by the time that they get the supply, they're like, oh, we'll just mark it up because you want it, right? You well, want it so yeah, bad, then <laughs> you're like, well, well yeah, we've been that. wanting it for the last six months. Everybody's, like, everybody's <laughs> taking advantage of it right now, right? It's like it's like every every business can make a quick buck right now because absolutely because demand for for shit is is still high. Like everybody needs stuff because they shut everything off, right? They're like, okay, well, we're just going to stop supplying stuff and we're going to drive prices through the fucking roof, and then that's what, and that's then what we'll everybody's doing up. all over the and, across and there's the board. No, and it's like, come on, man, give me a fucking break. We're all we're all back to where everything's everything's up and running. What the fuck's going on here? Like like can we at least alleviate the bottlenecks? Like if we have to if we have to run pricing based on uh, on demand, then let's let's run pricing. But take care of the fucking bottlenecks first, man. Get us some some fucking products so we can continue to move. Like, how do we make a living if we don't have product to sell? If I can't put something on the shelf, right? Yeah, it's that continue to continue to move forward. They're not even. They're like, oh well, we had it, or we've been even on the HVAC industry. We run into the fact that they're like, oh well, because there has been a shortage, people will step forward who have money. And they're like, we'll buy it all. Well, it's yeah. And and that's, like you're like, hold on, but bullshit. like, there's everybody else in the market. Yeah, right. like, like the, oh, so can we get some? So like, that's also capitalism. So buying it yeah, all so they, I mean, they don't run out, or are they buying it all well, so they can sell it for more. So they, well, so they're they buying it so they don't run out because they're trying to because of their have been an issue. Like uh, currently, there's an issue currently. They're like, as soon as. There's inventory on most things, but this is what's happening with everybody is they're like, we'll buy everything, creating an issue that's not there. Right. Like the toilet paper run, right? Like everybody, like all of a sudden everybody went out and panicked about toilet paper, right? Because for some reason, coronavirus was going to stop toilet paper. Yeah. And there wasn't a shortage. Uh, There was no shortage. But they created one. one. And so that's what's going on across the board when it comes to inventory and all on all levels. Yeah. it, it it becomes for houses, people getting wood, people getting like oh, it's 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 stupid I still things. Get wood. Don't worry about that. <laughs> hey, <laughs> <laughs> not my problem. Sorry. Hey, <laughs> let me fix these. Anyways, pants. you know. Anyways, shops shops going good, man. I'm, yeah. I mean, I'm running into some robots. I did find out though uh, something that kind of chapped my ass a little bit was I've been waiting on some stuff, uh, some some mail to to hit the um, to land. I've been waiting on my business license. And I don't, I don't do that very well. Oh. You have to speak. I don't get it. <laughs> Are we good? Whatever you want to do, I don't give a shit. <laughs> and uh, uh, so I, I went by the post office today, right? And uh, and I'm like, hey. Uh, well, oh. Why is he over there? <laughs> he's my fucking dog out. He's like, oh, my oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> my kids are on it. Oh, you got Will you fuck off? We got. Tyler's gonna take care of his dog. Yeah. <laughs> 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 little, little Sorry, I didn't know they were out there. It's fun. 
Fun He's times. Keep going, too, little fucker. <laughs> but so, anyways, uh, uh, I've been waiting on my business license to show up. It's supposed to come to my business, right? I've got a mailbox that's mounted to the to the side of the building and all this stuff, and I haven't gotten anything. And uh, so I went by the post office today, and I'm like, "Hey, I've been waiting on some mail to come," and they're like, "Oh yeah, we don't deliver on that street." And I'm like, what do you mean you don't What? Do-? And they're like, yeah, you have to have a post office box or have it sent somewhere else. And I'm like, I'm like, so like for a week I've been waiting on this stuff and you guys probably just sent it back, didn't you? Well, yeah, because we don't deliver to the sh- we don't deliver on the street. You don't even let me know. So, and I'm like, I'm like, that's 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 awesome, man. That's really cool. Like I'm right, I'm downtown Woodland and you don't deliver mail to the fucking buildings on downtown in downtown Woodland and they're like no we don't we don't deliver on that street you have to and they're like you can put a mailbox up and it's like six blocks away where they where they tell me I can put a mailbox up and I'm like well the post office is literally I can I can throw a rock from where my shop is at to the post office right so I can hit the post office with a fucking rock and they don't deliver my mail <laughs> it's insane oh, man fuck. I'm like I'm like okay that's a, some crazy shit there so <clears throat> so I keep running into these weird little roadblocks like that like just weird shit that unless like you know what the how does that even work you know or or you know that's like confusing some simple some simple uh display racking that's like i gotta ask does your shoe say butthole my shoe says ruthless man oh well, okay thank you <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> why, you, why would my shoe say butthole it's like a terrible thing to put on know, a shoe you just, you just decided you're gonna put it there you put it up people's asses i don't know <laughs> It looks like it looked like, kind of like butthole because like, it's kind of half cut off. Doesn't even look anything like butthole. God, I gotta get my mind out of the gutter. Oh man, it's all the time. <laughs> Shit. So, yeah, did you dude. ever expect anything like this? Well, I assume you expect things coming into into starting a business, but what about these little small little barriers or or so, challenges? You know, uh, um. This is actually a really good segue into what we're what we're going to talk about today right. about overthinking stuff. Is I uh, I'm probably I'm probably the most under underthought person as far as like preparing for for weird shit like this. Nothing. I I, I work very logically, right? So nothing in my mind told me that they wouldn't deliver mail to a physical right. you don't, to you're, a you're, business. That's on crazy. downtown on, on the downtown main street of a of a incorporated city, right? That doesn't and it's make like, any sense. It's like especially like, if they're right in front of you. Like literally, the like I said, I could I could throw a rock and hit the hit the post office from where I'm at, and they they can't they don't deliver mail though, and so that I did not expect that. You know, I expected to run into some supply issues as far as getting everything that I wanted to get to stock. You know. Um, I, I anticipate some of that. I still haven't received my full, I haven't received my stocking order yet. So I don't know where I sit there. Uh, I didn't really anticipate running into issues as far as getting display racking or, or any kind of wall racking or anything like that. Cause I'm a pretty small shop, right? I'm, it's not like I'm a, like I'm a Walmart and I need, I need it to, to shelve an entire warehouse, right? I mean, I'm my, my shop footprint is, is about, you know, 2,800 square feet. It's the whole building's about 3,500 square feet or something, but, uh, um, I don't need very much racking, you know? And so, uh, and, and, uh, in turn, and then in terms of like running into issues with the, with the display shelving and stuff like that, uh, 
I had a different plan in place. It didn't work out. So I'm, I'm on plan B, which I didn't really prepare for plan B very well, you know, because I just assumed that I never do. I was going to go, you know, so I, as in terms of like, I, I had this idea or this vision that everything was going to go a certain way and it hasn't gone any, any way that I thought it would, you know, but, uh, um, it's a huge learning process too. So taking everything with a grain of salt is really important for me. I don't, I don't really let a lot of things like, like tear me up. Like if I don't, if I don't get to something that day, I'm cool with that. You know, it's all right. You know, it'll be there tomorrow kind of a deal. And, uh, where, where a lot of people like they'll dwell on that shit, right? They'll just, they're just hyper-focused on it and just like, oh my gosh, it ruins, it ruins their whole day or, or, you know, there's a transfer over effect where it goes into the next thing. So it's like, okay, well that's really interesting. So now for me, it's like, I'm looking at this, I'm like, okay, well, I don't have, I don't get mail. So now I have to either reroute everything to my house, which is technically my corporate office, uh, cause I'm an LLC. So, uh, so I either reroute everything, all my, all my correspondence to my house, or I go and rent a post office box. Well, I'm just going to bring everything to my house. You know, I'm just like, fuck it, whatever. It doesn't matter to me either way. I'm going to check the mail at my house anyways. I still get my power bill and everything there. <laughs> so it's like, I got to check that mail. Are you anyway, not concerned so. about, uh, the problems you've been having over there with like breaking in and all that other shit that they might leave a box on your porch and they might take it? No, because I, I can get, uh, I can get, um, for one, I can get shipments at the shop. It's not that, like, so mail might not be delivered there, uh, but anything that's going to be sent through the postal service will go to my, my regular mailbox, and I have a, a locking mailbox stand, you know, at okay. my house where they have, you know, they, they have, like, bigger mailboxes that they just put a key in your box, and then you can go over and oh, open right, it up. Right. Or if it's, if I get a package that's too big, then I'll just put a little slip in the in the mailbox and I have to, I have to drive to the, the post office where I live and, get, right. and pick it it's up there. Bad. So, uh, the, the one thing that they, is if I have anything sent like, like Amazon or UPS, uh, that gets shipped to my house and they leave something on my porch and yeah, absolutely. But hopefully I'll catch them on my ring camera and there we go. at least, you know, if I see him walking down the street, I can break somebody's legs. I don't know. I appreciate that. You know? that logic. Yeah. yeah but, I like breaking legs. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's again, it's a huge learning experience. I knew this jumping into this that I I I as much as I think I know, I know I don't know shit, right? And so I uh, um, I find it interesting, intriguing. I'm I'm definitely a student. And I love to learn. So learning all this stuff is is good. So I know when this thing really takes off and kicks ass, and I go to open a second location, I know what roadblocks I'm going to run into next yeah. time. You know. Yeah, like ch- having to check the fucking post office. <laughs> <and get mail laughs> okay, make sure that I can get mail at the building. <laughs> right. That's a weird thing. And you'll probably walk in there, they'll be like, why wouldn't we deliver mail to that building? And you're like, look, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, All right. You think this is a game? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what I had talked to them about, um, I didn't talk to you about. We were actually going to do this on destructive overthinking. Was going to be the podcast. Oh, yeah, I got it. Or social media. Okay, cool. Cool. So I didn't know if you guys were coming or not. I told him we're just doing social media because I had no idea. Oh, we can do social media. We can do anything. I like the destructive overthinking. That that to me is a little (laughs) bit more. We were talking about it outside, so it's a little bit more in depth of a conversation, you know, and uh, and I like that a lot. Social media, you can go on 
so many different rants, so many different directions. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's what I wanted to do was the destructive overthinking. Okay. There's been a whole lot of that That, shit. That's what I, I, yeah, but, uh, yeah. But, yeah. Anyways. That's an update for you, huh? That is, yeah. We got gym updates still. Sorry. Go ahead, Marcel. What do you got? (laughs) Um, Update. So, gym-wise, I've actually been taking the last year. No, no, I've been hitting it strong since 2022. I've been going real strong. Lifts were actually going up real good. Um, You know, refocused myself. Uh, But I've been dealing with some injuries, actually. So my shoulder hasn't been doing too good. Uh, My knees, there was a certain point where, so I have this like mental thing where I just can't stop. I knew my knees were hurt. But I kept do lifting and I kept going up in weight because physically I can do it. My knees, though, on the other hand, were like, let's not go down to 90. Right. Um, so what had happened was <laughs> um, currently I'm having real difficulties. So like standing up from this chair actually hurts really bad. Nice. So coming from a point of 90 uh, hurts. Uh, I've been working with my trainer and stuff like that. Uh, by the end of my, uh, so three months from the new year, I was, uh, I just kind of had shifted. I've been making adjustments to a lot of my lifts. So I was like, I was doing a lot of box squats um, because as soon as I got to 90, it wasn't that I couldn't lift the weight. It's that my knees would, they, they would fail on me. Like they would drop and I'd drop the weight, but everything was going really good. I'm, I'm getting real strong. Uh, but I, I've recently taken the last two weeks. I've been lifting two, three times a week. Nothing crazy because I don't want to lose anything. And uh, you also don't want you want things to heal too. Yeah, I want things to heal. Sure. I don't want to because that was becoming my thing. Was I was just like, trying to maximize all my time, and I was like, oh, well, I told myself I was gonna deadlift today, so I'm going to deadlift today. And no, I'm not gonna not deadlift 325 pounds because I. That was what I did last week, so that be kind of became a thing. And uh, me and my uh, my personal trainer, we kind of work in uh, a schedule. So it was like my deload week, so I was able to take a little bit of rest time and kind of look at that. Well, have you talked to him at all about you hurting? Yeah. Okay. Okay, and he's still telling you to keep pushing weight or what? He said I probably should see a doctor. <laughs> All right. That's really nice. that's really so nice. I'm, I'm concerned because I know that a lot of uh, a lot of people who are training other people, like, will just be like, "This is what we're doing, and that's it." Like, oh, no, oh, he's he's very up. understanding. Okay. He uh, wants to implement a lot of stretching in, and my next program is because uh, we we just kind of the first program was kind of get get me to the level of where I have been previously in the past. Um, this one has a lot to do more with swimming, low impact stuff, Good. a lot more walk, getting out on walks every day, jogging, um, a lot more stretching, getting in everyday icing and hot and cold stuff. So we've really been working on that and talking about that a lot. Uh, he works out real good because uh, we we just talk all the time. It's just there's just constant communication and. Uh, it's not one of those ones, uh, not a trainer where I feel pressured into doing anything. If I don't yeah. feel like doing something, he's like, hey, don't do it then. Like, yeah. 
as a, he's like, as an athlete, he's like, I can't force you to do anything, but like, I could recommend how you should handle things. Right. And, uh, so that, that's been a big part of what I've got going on recently. So it's just been a lot of resting. There's been a lot of stretching, a lot of, uh, the massage gun, which I found out isn't the most lovely thing in the world. Cause like when you really got to work things like it doesn't actually feel awesome. I wanted to get one, so it's not... No, so what I did was, obviously, the nicer ones, that, so I, I read all the reviews on them. Uh, I bought one that was like 98 bucks instead of buying the, the glorious one that's like 500 and something bucks. The reason they buy those is because of, per rating, they just last longer. So it's like a one-time purchase versus my one that I bought for $100 might work for a year and a half. Might work for four years. <laughs> it, it's nothing crazy, but like it's it's been a game changer. Um, for any time I've I've been experiencing any kind of soreness, anything, you're just kind of able to work it yeah. in. You get like, I mean, there's also the things of like I bought mine and it came in a box, like an actual like a box, and you just like pull the box open that originally came in and everything's like inside of it. But like that that's the reviews that made it lower. Like, if you look on Amazon, they're like, well, it didn't have its own case. It came in the original box. And I was like, it's $100. I don't know what people were expecting. Like, it yeah. works. And it stays charged a long time. So, that's been kind of what I've been uh, using a lot. Uh, I love it. It's the Have you most... seen those weighted rollers that people are really getting into right now? They're like, it's like a fucking steel bar. And it's like 90 fucking pounds. And so, instead of that, that like... Pressure to where that's very inconsistent, right? Yeah. Because it, it can it, it goes in the right direction or the right speed, but it depends on how hard you're pushing. Yeah, that that's the main thing and what I would say is like right. so me, I turn mine all the way up. One because like this offset, like it just tapping constantly is more irritating when you're trying to like push it in a place because it just bounces off. <laughs> so I turn it all the way up and I'm like pressing it hard. It more has to do with how you handle the... Right, you got to know what you're doing with it almost. You, you Absolutely. have to figure that shit out. Whereas like what they're doing with these big metal bars is like you're laying down and you just roll it down your fucking leg. So it's deep tissue as fuck because it's so heavy, right? And it just and it's going to hit it completely consistently, right? Because you can push it, but it's already 90 fucking pounds. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so you just push it. You literally just have to roll it down your leg and it does it for you. Versus this fucking thing that's very inconsistent. And if you don't know what you're doing and you hit the wrong fucking thing or you're hitting a nerve or a fucking whatever, right? Like, you can really hurt yourself with it. So it's... I mean, those things work if you know how to use them, mm -hmm. right? Uh, but a lot of people right now are using these big old fucking heavy... Metal rollers. Yeah, they have them at the gym. I think I've seen it, yeah. Yeah, they have uh, smaller ones. There's like a, like a 90, like a, like a 20. Like, there's a bunch of different sizes, but... A lot of people are using those, and they, they look like foam rollers, mm -hmm. but they're fucking steel. Yeah, solid. Yeah. And yeah. Also, they're also balled on the end, or like, I don't know about balled, but like rolled. Right? So it's not like a flat. Mm -hmm. It's more of like a, like a rolled thing. So you can actually just stick it on your fucking leg and like oh, work okay. it around. Yeah, yeah. So it's... it's rounded at the end. Yeah. yeah. It's a lot harder to do, but it's a lot safer and a lot more consistent. But they're also... Fucking what, like 150, 200 bucks each? Each fucking weight. You know what I mean? It's fucking pure steel. Yep. It's, most of it's you're just paying for material. But 
I would just say if you're gonna get one of those things, be careful with it. Fuck yourself up pretty good with it. Yeah, I see them at Costco and they have a nice one. Don't let your girl get a hold of it. You'll never oh, make her come to yourself again. Right? Yep. No one needs to give their girl a jackhammer and just expect the results later. Yeah. I'm just glad I got that tongue work going. You know what I mean? Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, that, that's, that's, nothing to compare to that's that's never gonna be outdated. Like you can't make a machine to lick lick a pussy like I do. You <laughs> can't do that. I don't give a fuck what you got down there. You can take a fucking. I don't, I don't care what you got. I'm better looking pussy than 99 percent of men, anyways, and 100 percent of women. I don't give a fuck. I'm amazing. <laughs> Anyways, it's more about that I'm excited to do it. I think I love doing it. it tastes fucking delicious. <laughs> and I like to eat. I'm always <laughs> eating, bro. Anyways, uh, Martinez, your gym up oh, <laughs> Let's get past the section. Right? Anyway, sorry. Uh, it's we suck, man. Um, I've been tired. I don't know why I've been tired this whole week. I get home, I'll nap for two hours. Like right now, I'm like getting there. I'm relaxing right now, so my eyes are like halfway shut now. Yeah, <laughs> I know how you but, feel. Yeah, but I don't know. It's just, maybe because of work. Yeah, it's it's been stressing, but uh, so I just and I haven't gotten any good sleep, and so this week I skipped out on it. Yeah, it's just been tough. Yeah. But last week was good. The couple weeks before that was good. I might do some changes though because uh, I might I might switch gyms for a little bit. Why? I'm trying to trying to go to the extreme to save up to to get a house. Cause okay. I, you know how we, I'm in I'm in a better process now, better place where I can do that. And okay. that's uh, that's the goal right now for a little bit. So head to like twenty four or something, or even crunch. Probably even crunch. Yeah, it's <laughs> for me ten bucks. You know. Right. So. Well, I was talking to like twenty four recently. The only reason I say this because recently it's not that I wanted to sign up for it. But like I said, I was going to start getting into like pool activities and running and stuff a lot more just right. because of like, I've, I've really had to focus on recovery. Like that was something that Tyler told me, you know, that was my biggest problem was like, you know, I just wanted to go, 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 yeah. go, go. All In the beginning, it was like, I'll work out seven days a week, but fuck y'all motherfuckers, y'all old. No, it's a real <laughs> thing. Like, <laughs> but joints and stuff can't do it. And so, like, 24 was, like, they have, like, a promotional thing. I think it was, like, for their, their nice facility was, like, you pay 300 up front for the whole year. And it was whole year, all access to everything. And I, I've kind of been looking into that just because it was, like, that allows me to get back in. I get in the morning, I get my swimming in, running, whatever I need to do, and still have the weights to I lift. I gotta say a sauna, a steam room, well, and that a was pool, the thing. a jacuzzi. Sounds nice. And it was at their nice. Palms location, so it was, they, nice they ones, said yeah. 300 for the rest of the year. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I know I, I, before I was working out with you guys, I was using the sauna at 24 oh, yeah. before. I was using the pool. I was using, I was jogging a lot and all those things. So like, there's a benefit to using that. Obviously, I'd rather be at a gym that had all the lifting equipment I could right. possibly dream of. Like, I don't even know how this machine works. I'm using it backwards. <laughs> like, um, see the next person left well, the in your life. That's like, not where your face goes. Like, hardcore barbell um, has everything a, a competitor needs. Yeah. yeah. But if you're not competing, like, do you need all that shit? Like, do you need to pick up stones every week? Probably not. Right, well, like, I, I think the idea of working at Barbell, for me, was 
being around higher level athletes. Because like my idea when I was at 24 was always that there was never going to be someone who steps into this gym who works harder than me. Yes, you might lift more weights than me. But you, might be stronger, you will but never work harder than me. But when I went to hardcore, I, I had to realize that if I outwork you guys, I'm going to break myself. Yeah. And that was something that working out with you guys taught me. Was that like, I always wanted to outwork you guys, but realistically, you guys were working on percentages and doing it like really smart. And me, I was like, fuck it, seven days a week, bitch. I'll catch up eventually. And then I learned, I learned, I was like, oh, I can't walk anymore. (laughs) Yeah, because if you're doing it smart, you're pushing your body to the absolute limit without fucking breaking it. That's the point, right? The point is to get in there and push every muscle group you possibly can to the absolute extreme. But breaking it, it's going to fucking set you back, right? Set you back. So, so you need rest. You need uh, recovery time. You need all that shit. And um, I don't know if I talked to too many of you guys about it, but uh, I'm actually looking at probably purchasing Hardcore and then uh, maybe Strength Union as well Actually. over in Portland. Yeah. Really? So I'm talking to her, and this uh, this next week I'm going to go in there and, and I'm going to be looking at the gyms and shit. The problem is I need a bunch of paperwork. Uh, from them, from both of them. Which they don't have, right? Well, Craig, Craig's working oh, on it, yeah. right? But like, uh, and I think Kaylee's working on it as well. But I'm not jumping. I'm, I'm, I'm not an idiot. I'm not just gonna be like, sure, that much, take it, fuck it, and then we'll just do this and that, whatever, right? I, I want to see your fucking. I want to see how much you're making, your profit and loss. I want to see all that shit. For Absolutely. That's like three years. I'm not a dumbass, right? So I'm gonna have a financial advisor in there with me, taking a peek at. And everything where, um, I want to see what the fuck I'm buying. I'm not just going to hand you a couple hundred grand and then just walk away. You know, like, that'd be great. And the plan would be to, to purchase both and then make it like one membership, right? Because even though the, the gym in Portland's smaller, they have almost, like, they probably got like 30, 40 more members than, than Hardcore does. Mm-hmm. So the plan would be to make it so you can do either. So the people at Portland who have to work out there because that's where they live... But they want to hit stones and shit. Can do that on weekends up at this one, right? And we can make Absolutely. it like instead of eighty bucks a month, it's maybe a hundred bucks a month, so that you can hit both of them, right? Or just fucking eighty bucks a month, cause why not? Fuck it, right? Like I don't give a shit. And I was even talking to them, and I'm talking to Kaylee, and and I was like, you know, the point for me isn't like I'm not trying to make a bunch of money on that. I fucking I sell houses. I'm fine, right? It's really just I love the gym. I want to create this community. I want to help build this shit. So like, well, yeah, and that was always the thing about for me, like even me being a hardcore, it was the environment. It was yeah. the the being able to come in and work or uh, work around high level athletes. To right. whether it was, ex- and people don't understand like the when you say high level athletes, that's not even saying like oh professional football players, but that's to say to come in to see people that discipline themselves day in and day out. And they have a certain goal, whether it's to be deadlift a certain amount, to do whatever. Like, it is impressive to go in there. And I remember the first time uh, I brought my uh, one of my really close friends over to, uh, what was it, Golden Age? I brought, was it Golden Age or was it Recovery? It was Recovery. I brought him to Recovery and we walk in and I told him, don't look around. We're here to do our our thing. And he was like, 
why don't why would I work around? And I was like, because the girls in here lift more than you. <laughs> and he goes, I don't believe that. Okay. <laughs> she there's there's like we we counted out it was like 450 pounds on the squat rack. Yeah. A girl who probably weighed maybe 145 pounds <laughs> <laughs> yeah. comes over and she reps it out for like six. Yeah. And I was like, I told you we were coming here to do biceps, bro. Like, you just lift your weights and stare at the wall. Like, there's no <laughs> ego in here. We left that at the door. Like, what did I tell you? Like, I love it. You walk in with somebody and you're like, you walk in and you see someone pulling like four or five plates, right? Four or five red plates, which is, which oh. is kilos. <laughs> and as Americans, you're like, oh, those are like 45 pounds each. No, dog. That's like 25 <laughs> kilograms. That's like 90 pounds each, right? Or what is it like? That was 55. 55, like 55, right? So it's more. It's more than fucking pounds. Yeah. And you're like, so whatever you're thinking, add a lot more to that shit. Like, that's not like 400 pounds, which you would think four plates on each side is. That's like about 550. Oh, yeah. When you're going you kilograms, know? it's always like, it doesn't look impressive, but somebody who knows. Yeah. When you look at the weight, you're like, <laughs> I'm not touching that. <laughs> like, that would kill me. Right. And, it, and it's also fun to watch the look on people's faces being that guy, too. Pulling like six fucking plates and having someone walk in and be like, holy shit. And you're like, yeah, bitch. Now you come quit this away from me. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just going to leave this I'm and go to the it. next I know machine. you need a deadlift, but you're going to have to clean that up first. And I used to do that at 24. I, uh, I even had the guy come up and he was like uh, the front desk guy. Because I'd go in at like midnight or 2 a.m. And he was like, uh, are you going to clean this up? And I was like, oh, you pick it up one time and I'll put it away. Otherwise... Peace. And I just <laughs> laughed, dude. And I was so fucking arrogant. But that was like 500 pounds. And that was like, then I go to a real fucking gym. Like, I started at Golden Age. And that's nothing. That's nothing, bro. People were pulling eight, 900 fucking pounds in that gym. And I'm like, I feel like a little bitch because I can't pull six. You know? Like, yeah. I remember walking in and me being like, I, I, I declared myself the hardest worker at the Columbia Tech Center, the 24 hours, <laughs> yeah. the 24 hour there, and I was like, I'm the, no one works harder than me. Nobody comes in and does the work I do, and then goes and sits 15 minutes in the sun afterwards. And uh, I remember going to Golden Age and watching somebody like they're deadlifting, and they start bleeding out of their nose, and yeah. they like pass out, and everybody's like, no, he's good. He's good. And I'm like, oh my God, call an ambulance. Somebody help. What's going on? Like, yeah. And I was like, oh, this is a completely different level. Yeah. I don't know what's going on here. Like, I, don't. Yeah, I, I still haven't been able to bleed out of my nose. I'm, I'm, I'm sad. That was one of your goals, right? It is. Like, I want to bleed. No, it so becomes sad. one of your goals. Yeah. Like the things that become your goals when you're weightlifting, you're like, I want to pass out when I do it. And you're I'll like, come hold on, what? I'll come real close. <laughs> yeah, I passed out one time. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I remember fucking with, what, like 600 pounds on my back, I almost passed Oh, you out. almost... I'm like oh, shaking, yeah, and I almost go him. down, yeah. and I'm like, I'm like heading down, and like <laughs> you, you was throwing it in the rack. Oh, it was so bad, yeah. and I'm like, if I would have went down, I'd have died. But mm -hmm. luckily, we got the whole crew there, yeah. I got a dude on each side and a dude behind me. And even the guy in front of me is like grabbing the fucking bar, <laughs> pulling it in, I'm like... And I just seriously just kind of wiggled all the way to the ground, and I couldn't see shit, I was, I was dark. I was done. <laughs> but I got it. I think I got one rep out of that yes, shit. You got it. You got it. <laughs> so I was like, put more weight on and call the cops. <laughs> but, yeah, that, that's that's the way it goes. But Nice. 
I don't know, man. But that's the plan. I want to. I want to do that. I want to buy both these gyms. I, I eventually want to expand, and uh, there's a gymnastics right next to Hardcore. I want to pop yeah. another hole in the wall, make MMA over there, and then gymnastics over there. Cool. And I want every niche thing, whether it's mixed martial arts, mm-hmm. um, or uh, powerlifting, bodybuilding. Strongman, gymnastics, volleyball, that, uh, like CrossFit place next door. I want cross. I want that too. I want that entire fucking section. The whole section well, right? but here's the idea. I mean, for athletes all around. Because I was actually thinking about this. Because like, uh, I was watching the fights with some people this weekend, and uh, there was a couple guys there who worked at a. They train out of American Top Team over in Portland. Right. And uh, me being the sports guy that I am, I, you know, I, I love talking about everything. I love talking about the technicality of things. But to have everything under one, one umbrella, right. you know those guys are paying astronomical amounts of money to have, they have a, a physical trainer for one thing and then they go over to a trainer for this and they're going over here. They're paying full gym memberships across the board to six, seven different people because they can't get everything in one location. Right. You can't get, yes, your trainer, your 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 lifting weights trainer is over here, but you get, you do your stretching and your, your chiropractic work over here or you're going to do MMA over here. There's so many things across the board where you, you could put them all into one location. Well, so the plan would be to have a key card, right? And based on what you want to do is what that key card is going to let you into. Absolutely. And uh, the, the reason I love it so much is because, I mean, you walk into a, a, a powerlifting gym, right? That's what everybody calls them. And then you see a stone over there and you're like, what the fuck is that? Right? Like, and then you're like, I'm going to pick that up. And some guy's like, oh, don't pick it up like that, you jackass. Let me show you how to do it, right? And then you fall is. in love with the sport. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, somebody makes fun of you. Fucking idiot! What are you doing? Yeah, you're, <laughs> All right, let's do this again. Yeah. Well, no, you, you get that stone up on a ledge, and you're like, "Fuck yeah!" Like more man things, right? And then you want to go fight somebody, and you're like, "They're like, oh, we don't fight in here." That's building yeah, that's three. That's part. building three, <laughs> right? Like you guys want to fight? Just, get some gloves on. You just, over have there. A, you just have a fake wall with some sheetrock. The guys can just punch their way. Well, through but look, <laughs> but look, you know from going from like doing strongman stuff to training, right? You understand like how close those things are all in common. Like really how is. like mean, when you get into physical, it's really. I feel like I I want to call it body shaping, right? Absolutely. Because it, there's no like. Because even if you're a strong man, you want big-ass fucking arms, you want big legs. I mean, the, the gut doesn't matter as much, right? But then you want to you do some kickboxing. I don't know what dude doesn't like to fight at least a little bit, right? Get some good training in there. I feel like as like a, like a guy especially, if you're not slightly trained, especially in this day and age, you feel a little nervous, right? Like, I can kickbox pretty well. I'm not saying I'm fantastic, but if someone lays on their back and is like, come on, come on me. And I'm like, you're you're going to jujitsu the fuck out of me. I'm going to stay over here. You know what I mean? Like, because ju- it's like rock, paper, scissors. Jiu-jitsu beats fucking kickboxing. Everything. everything. <laughs> jiu-jitsu will fuck you up yeah, anyway. What's the difference between jiu-jitsu? Oh, I might knock you out, but they might kill you. Yeah. They will kill you. <laughs> they will, kill they will, you, they will like, death you. Like, if yeah. there's nothing you can do about it. You can tap all you want. It's up to them if they want to let you out of it. But Yeah, and, and we can all try to save you. 
Right. But if it's locked in, it's locked in. Like, <laughs> yeah, you can snap a fucking leg. I'm going to be bartering, like, hey, please let him go. Um, he's sorry. <laughs> he's sorry. <laughs> no, but it's just, it's, it's shit like that. Like, and say you fucking want to do CrossFit once a week, right? Because it's unsustainable and absolutely ridiculous to try and do every day for the rest of your life. Uh, that, that'd be great. That'd be like a good hit exercise. Bodybuilders and shit doing that. You know what I mean? Going in there and really getting that just fucking insane amount of pump and kipping um, would be great for one day a week maybe. But I want to I wanna be strong as fuck and then walk in there and I want to punch someone in the face. I want to be punched in the mouth. I love being punched in the face. Dude, I fucking enjoy it. That's oh, my favorite. So, okay, me. like, <laughs> I can say as someone who trained MMA for just a wee bit of time, like two years, and thought I was going to be the best in the world at one point, um... I don't like getting punched whatsoever, but I do like, I love the competition. So when I'm in the moment, it's a sport. Right. Normally getting punched in the face, I don't really enjoy that shit, like, even slightly. Like, I don't want to get hurt. I don't want to do none of that. But as a competition part of it, I live for it. Like, um... So what I found out is, I'm definitely a masochist to say this and all that shit, right? So I... (laughs) I fucking enjoy it. I won't block it all till you hit me a couple times. I won't. I just won't do it. Um, but at the same time, I also realized in kickboxing as a competition, you're not going to do well until you're enjoying yourself, until you're calm and having a good time, jumping around, really feeling flows mm-hmm. and shit. I can't do that unless I feel good in the ring. And I'm not going to feel good in the ring till you're punching me in the face. Right? Like, I just don't. So that's why I walk up with just one hand down the whole time, and I will headbutt your fist. I feel like first round is a head game. Right? Because you're not going to be throwing crazy, crazy punches right off the bat. You're going to be checking space to begin with. Then when I headbutt your fist, you're going to be like, what are you doing? Then I'm going to be like, well, if you actually throw some shit, I'll block it. You know what? Honestly, that is a thing because I learned that. So I trained under two different boxing coaches for a long time. The first boxing coach was very because I was taller I would have fought like at like 145 as someone who's almost 63 so like it was like let's use your length let's outpoint them let's not do that I remember the first time I walked in the gym there was a new boxing coach there and everyone everyone was like oh yeah you're gonna like this new boxing coach Marcel walk in he's like let's spar he's like I'm gonna give you a free private lesson Oh, God. He goes, three rounds. That's what we, we're going to get. Cool. We're going we're gonna to spar. Boom, I'm lighting him up. We're just going. He's an older guy. He's like in his, he's like 45. I'm like 19 at the time. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to light you up, dog. Two rounds, I'm lighting him up, but he keeps walking forward. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm, at this point, I'm setting down on all my punches. And I'm really lighting into it, but like. He keeps walking forward. Mm-hmm. It's completely different when somebody you'll see. Actually, you'll see a lot of um, Mayweather versus Madonna was that type of thing where Madonna kept walking forward. He kept coming through, and no matter how much skill you have, you're not going to take somebody who is just they're they're trying to make it a fight. That's what Tyler's saying right now. He's going to make it a fight. I love. He's it. not. He said. He Man. says. Fuck everything. You you could be a more skilled fighter than me. Yeah, I don't give a shit. You probably are. I'm going to fight you, though. Like, <laughs> me and you are going to fight right now. And, like, 
Because that's what a lot of fighters will use. They'll use a lot of energy, but if you're leaving openings, a lot of fighters early on, they're going to tap you. They're going to touch you. No worries, no worries. Yeah. I'm just letting you know. Just... Yeah. They're going to touch you. They're going to keep it going. But this man's going to keep walking forward. Right. And, and it's he's also gonna... hard. Like, like if me and Marcel were going after it, I know he's taller. I know he's got length. I need to close that distance. I'm going to keep walking forward because I got no chance of even fucking touching him from Well, and then then what happens is I start setting down on punches, which drains my endurance to where what he's doing physically, I can't do. So when I start dropping my hands and he starts dropping bombs, I'm just going to go to sleep. That's what's going to happen. I'm going to I'm going to lay down somewhere and be asleep right at the same the time too. I mean, most of the time <laughs> I, I'm, I'm strong as fuck, so it really doesn't matter how much you're blocking. It doesn't... If I land a clean one on the back of your fucking forearm, and it's over your head, you're going to feel it. Every single one of them, because I'm throwing hard as fuck. Well, the body shots and stuff, you know, like, you see it in either boxing or shots, in, yeah. in MMA or anything like that. Somebody gets kicked in the ribs or the shin kicks, you know, like... That shit hurts, oh, yeah. man, and that that gets in your head, and you're like, pretty soon you're like, dude, stop doing that. I don't want that. That's kind of well. The thing is, too, is that you know, I'm not a great boxer. I'm not at all. But uh, I also played soccer for 12 years, so that's why I'm in kickboxing, not boxing, because I will break your fucking leg if I land a clean one. You know what I mean? Like that's right. just how it's gonna happen. So I'm just gonna keep kicking you until you decide to try and block that. Then I'm gonna hit you in the gut. Until you try and block that. And then I'm going to knock you the fuck out. Because you're going to continue to be scared. Because of... I can hit you once to every ten of your fucking hits. And it's still going to hurt you more. Because I also don't care. I appreciate you hitting me. I love it. Right? So, I mean, there's also there's also a look. There's a look that people get nervous about. When somebody punches me in the fucking mouth... And I swallow every drop of yeah. blood. The next guy would be like, oh. Yeah. For it. Yeah. <laughs> like or even the guy that's just punched in your mouth and just going like, what the, what the fuck? That's that's like, what, that's all I had, you know? Or well, just most of the time there. when I'm sparring, like, I just, I seriously, my, my front hand is dropped. My, my top hand's what's covering. That's it. And I'm just, ha I have it here so I can drop it on you a few times to make sure you know I'm still swinging back. That's it. This left hand is down so I can keep just fucking with you. And then eventually, when I faint right and I body shot you with that left hook that you don't know is way stronger than my right because of all that fucking injury shit with my right arm, it's going to hurt. <laughs> you know? Like, I, I appreciate that look of fear in somebody's eyes where I just keep taking them right to the fucking mouth. Now, again, I also boxed my coach. I sparred with my coach a little bit. Uh, he's like 250 pounds six foot four and he made it to the ufc i blocked a bit because that shit hurt <laughs> like, i was about to say i was like i know your coach is like man that wasn't cool at all <laughs> he didn't pick up a single foot he didn't fucking move he planted both feet and just fucking bombed me didn't even move he wasn't turning into his punches this was straight fucking arms <laughs> the fastest and the hardest i've ever seen hands in my life well, it was like... I made it through the round, so I called it good. Well, no, it was like when I were... I, I remember working with Rudy before. Yeah. And... Fucking smack it. God damn, those he, hurt. he... I'm gonna slide out of here. Alright, man. Thank kids. you for coming. Yeah, but my kid's on the way home, so I need to beat him. No down. worries. So, no worries. Awesome. Appreciate you coming. Good seeing you, yeah, man. Thank you guys so much. Right, and, yeah. Uh, I will we got it, see you next week. Yes, sir.
No, I remember working with Rudy, and he was like, anybody want to be a demonstration real quick? And nobody stood forward. And at the time, because he was trying to teach us about how to parry and throw the jab. Okay. And uh, somehow I got volunteered for it. And I didn't see what transpired. I couldn't learn from the lesson because it was happening to me so quick. He's like, just throw the jab out. Next. Just Did you just you. punch me in the face? What the? F- <laughs> He's like, just, just set it out there again. <laughs> okay, I'm not seeing what's happening, obviously, because you're hitting me as I'm putting my arm out there. Like, yeah. no, but that's that's how it is. Is like, yeah, because you, you there's a, there's different levels. Like, I will fight anyone that hasn't made it to a professional level. Honestly, I'll probably fight that guy too. He'll beat the shit out no, of me. I, no, I, I tell everybody right. all the time. It's like, I am confident that I could take any person who isn't a professional fighter. Right. <laughs> like, you put me in the ring with a, non- a non-professional fighter and I will, I'm putting all the money on myself. Now you put me on a, with someone who's like, oh, you train professionally. This is your job? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, not me. Not yeah, me. If, Let if me go home, never, please. If you've ever been like paid over a thousand dollars to fight, I think I think I'm gonna be a little nervous. I'm probably still gonna do the same shit because I'm a dumbass, but Absolutely. Yeah, I'll do it anyways. But it was the same thing with Chris. I also had a proof a point to prove. Uh like I, I will fight anybody. I don't give a fuck. Right? My son's standing right there. I need to make sure I don't get knocked the fuck out in front of my kid. My hands are up, guarding my head and shit. I'm still swinging like a motherfucker at this guy. I, all I can reach is body shots on this fucking man. He's 6'4", 6'3", something in there. But, like, that's all I had was body shots. Because I can't reach his fucking face. Because I can't get close enough to reach his goddamn <laughs> you gotta, face. You gotta do flying knees and stuff. No, I didn't even kick him once. <laughs> it, didn't, it didn't strike me to do that because he's just throwing hands. Right? So he also, he knows how to do it. You know, he's been doing it way too fucking long. He gets paid to do it. That's the problem. Right? Like, he's been doing it for fucking years. So fighting him was not fun for me. But he was also upset that I just, someone stepped right into a left hook. And I fucking dropped him. And it's like one of his favorite students. And he's like, you don't need to be hitting that hard as a fucking... As like a big guy, you're fighting a smaller, you're sparring a smaller guy, you need to pull your punches a little bit. And I'm like, I'm trying to explain to him, like, I'm really not throwing 100. I'm not going to throw less than 70, because that's not fun. But at the same time, like, I'm not throwing 100. No, but I could tell you, like, when I was young, and I used to, so like, Ricky Simone, he trained, or he's in the UFC. Yeah. Now, we all kind of started around the same place. Um, We were all in Gladiator. He started, I would assume, it was like a year before me. Um, I'll always say this. There's this guy in Mean who trained with us. He is the best MMA fighter to ever live. And I will always say that. We're the same age. But if there was one guy who was going to be the best fighter to ever come out of any place in the world, it was this kid. He was the one person. And you'll, you you can understand this is, you know when you go into class or whatever and they train you a new move? Yeah. He's the only person I've ever met that can implement that move the second you tell it to him. He could use it in a fight. That's not, that's dangerous. And he, he yeah. but he went through a lot of stuff. And it didn't work out. Uh, he still trains and stuff now. 
But, um, yeah, there's, I forgot where I was going with that one, but, uh. Well, I feel like there's different levels to people, there, there's people who are meant to do that. Meant oh, no, he was, and not, that for me, it was always like, I used to tell him, because I was like, I used to say things, stupid things like, I'm the Vegeta to your Goku. Jesus. Like, like I will be the best, but like, I just gotta beat you first. Like, <laughs> the Vegeta never wins. Yeah, well, you know, we, as a fan, you still have hope. Like, it's true. I do like Vegeta more. Yeah. Like, you, you always have hope that eventually shit. one day it's gonna pull you know, through. It is funny as hell as when you're a kid. You're going for Goku all day, right? Oh, yeah, then when you become an adult, you're like, dude, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, like, what the fuck? You just disappear out of your kid's uh, life forever. Let this fucking weird green guy train him. <laughs> like, what the shit's wrong with you? Just to go train yourself? Fuck you. You didn't take care of your family ever. And then Vegeta's over here raising kids and shit. He's, he's the asshole. <laughs> and he's doing good shit by his family, right? And he's still getting shit on. Oh. Fuck Goku, man! My fucking yeah. asshole. And I got my leg covered in Goku. Nah, I know you do, but I just, I just, like as a kid, right? It was Goku. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But as an adult, I'm like, man, what a, what a fucking asshole! Just dipped out to go train. Like no one knows what you were doing. You're on different planets, learning fucking, what is that? The Trans- instant trans- instant transmission. transmission. Like no one even knew you had that because you learned it on a different fucking planet. Like what is this bullshit? Vegeta's over here training on his days off. You know? I don't want to go into depth in that, but your boy Vegeta does learn it, but then he says some stupid shit like, I'm never going to use it, so. Because that's a puss move. (laughs) It's like running away. I'm like, like a fucking man. Take it right on the chin. Power wins everything. All my favorite anime characters are just overpowered assholes. All of them. Broly, Kenpachi, Vegeta, fucking all of them. Zoro, every one of them is just an overpowered prick who really does not give a fuck. Won't even block. Why do? Why should they? They're going to fucking obliterate you. <laughs> Anyways. Let's get on topic for the last ten minutes. Where the last at? ten minutes. Yeah, I was about to say, I was like, let's just change this whole podcast introductories. And... Well, no, we've done a lot of this already. But uh, I really want to... How much time do you got? You got some time? Um, yeah, like 10 minutes. Okay. Well, uh, let's let's get into this destructive overthinking a little bit, right? Um, I want to talk about it just because it's 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 hard as fuck to get out of. It's it's like this little hole that you can constantly keep digging, right? You, you do one thing, and uh, Brandon was talking about how he's pretty good at not, not doing it, right? He kind of... He's a little bit more upbeat of a guy, whereas like I hold myself way too accountable a lot of the times. Mm-hmm. If I fuck something up, I blame me, for sure. Um, I'm not. I definitely don't point fingers very often. Um, I'm also not gonna lie for you, right? Like I mean, if you fuck something up, I'm gonna be like, absolutely. This guy fucked something up. Now let's try and fix it, right? I'm not gonna dwell on the fact you fucked up. I'm gonna find the solution on it. I'm also not gonna lie for somebody and tell you know just try and make people feel better. But I, I do, a lot of the times I gotta make my calls every morning. If I miss that, I feel like a piece of shit all fucking day, you know? And the next day I'll hold myself to, oh, well, instead of 10, you're making 20. You know? If I don't do that, it's 30 the next day. And then eventually you're at like 100, and now you're just in this hole of feeling like shit, right? Absolutely. But uh, how do you guys deal with that? 
Well, I would say that being an overthinker, the biggest problem would be um, if you're overthinking one topic and you find some kind of reassurance in your overthinking, like so you're, you're validated in that overthinking, whether it be uh, there's a situation going on and you're kind of overthinking it and then you find out that you were right. What happens is that's the only validation you need. One out of 10 times right. is all you need to continue that, that process. And I feel like and, overthinking is always negative almost. Oh, and it, it always is. Well, it, it, I mean, when it comes to anything you do, when it comes to lifting or going to work or anything like that, it's, it, it's almost like you, someone who overthinks can never be perfect at anything. They can never, it's like never being satisfied. It's like you're chasing something that can never, you're chasing tomorrow as like some people will say when it comes to a lot of things like you're chasing tomorrow, but by the time tomorrow comes, it's today. So you're, you're again chasing tomorrow because when you're overthinking all the time, it's, well, it's, it's, it's also really hard. I feel to live now. Like you keep saying, I, I like that a lot. Chasing tomorrow. It's hard to live today when you're chasing tomorrow. You're concerned completely about what tomorrow's got. Like, I mean, a lot of people appreciate my overthinking because usually I'm pretty ready for just about whatever is coming. Absolutely. Because I've already been through that scenario in my brain. And this is like, on the scale of one through a hundred things I thought of might happen, this is like 80. So I'm kind of okay with it, right? Like, but at the same time, it's still on my list, so now it's what? It's validating my overthinking. It's making it okay that I do it, and it's making it worse. So well, that, that's like what I was saying. That becomes the biggest problem is one validation. You can have nine things that say you're wrong, but you just needed that one right. to say that, oh, I'm right, and then you're going to keep continue overthinking. Right. You're going to continue down this rabbit hole that never ends and that's where it becomes that toxic part of it where that becomes because it started out as 10 things yeah now now what i'm like 32 and now it's 100 things i'm looking for you know like before i'm done thinking about shit before i feel like i'm at least slightly prepared to not get fucked over in a certain situation Mm -hmm. so i mean yeah it started at 10 and now i'm up to about 100 different things that could go wrong and probably will well, and it's like me, I'm, I'm a big overthinker um, for people that don't like it's almost one of those things where I'm like, well, like, how did you not see that coming or how did you not think about right. that? Yeah, but almost it's like a gift and a curse for them. Just like overthinking is a gift and a curse is like you look at it and it becomes one of those things where you're like. Wow, I could really see the benefits to their point of view. Yeah. Like, if I wasn't an overthinker, I could. I look at a lot of things and be like, "That's not stressful whatsoever." <laughs> like, but everything I do in my life, you're like, "Oh, that's so stressful." Like, when it comes to work, when it comes to lifting weights, like I can't, yeah. I can't do anything in my life that's not. I don't start to overthink it. Well, it sucks because when you overthink, you also overthink overthinking. Because I'll sit there and be like, you're overthinking this. Whatever's going to happen is going to fucking happen whether you're sitting here worrying about it or not. 
But you're having that dialogue with yourself at that moment. Me and, me and all 20 <laughs> people at my fucking, yeah. at my disposal with all, every voice in my head. I feel like I'm sitting at the head of a fucking business table. And there's 20 other me's being like, no, no, this will probably happen. <laughs> this is what we should do to prepare for that. And then there's even another guy across the the, the, the fucking table like, that's dumb. How <laughs> would that happen? That's fucking stupid. And he's like, but it could, I guess. He's got a point. Right? Like, yeah, like there's, there, you have an executive table of 10 members and they're constantly talking about different ideas. Yeah. And then some people who, who aren't in that, that table, they're like, you have other voices? <laughs> the, what are you, you're a psychopath? Wait, you Is that hear what a you're voice? <laughs> Yeah, just one. Yeah. Just one, not 30. <laughs> yeah, not not everybody arguing at the table all at right. once. No, that's that's the biggest thing. I would think that uh I think there's benefits to overthinking, but I do think that what happens is um with everything we got going on, when you're an overthinker, you could also become overstimulated. Um and just that can put themselves into people of where they don't, they seem like highly unmotivated people. Where if you're an overthinker, you might not actually accomplish a single thing in your life. Where they're becoming, because you're thinking about it, because you're expending the energy to do all those things. You're thinking about lifting weights, you're thinking about going to the gym, you're also now thinking about how you didn't do that, and now you're depressed about that. You're trying to get lost in whatever TV show you're watching. You're Oh, as soon as that show ended, you're like, I didn't get my dishes done. I'm a loser for the day. Like, Or you'll stick with busy work. Yeah, or you stick with busy work. And so, like, that's the thing is, like, there, there's this constant nonstop, whether it's being a positive outlet. But I don't even know if, like, a lot of the overthinkers look at it as everything they do is positive. They just think that's, like, a repercussion from, like, you're like, oh, that's that's what happens when you don't. How do how do you deal with overthinking? Like how do you stop it? Yeah, right, and I'm I'm just like Brandon. You know, I I do have my moments when I do. If I get put in an, into something new, new position, something that's different than I'm used to, yes, I do start overthinking. So I always put it to work because that's that's everything I do right now is just working. So uh, when I first started doing and working in this type of industry, um, the what what. You're, the fight that you're always having every day is, is dealing with underground utilities, existing utilities. So if you go out to a job and you look at all the, the your running path that you have to be drilling underneath the road or whatever you're going to be doing, you look at the top of the ground, that's the first thing you do, and you check with all those colors that are on the ground that are existing utilities that are in the ground. So you might look at it and like, man, I got power, I got gas, I got phone going this way, I got a sewer. So it gets overwhelming, and then you're like, um, you start worrying about, man, how am I going to do this? You start overthinking. Yeah, you're like, because you I, hit a gas line, you're fucking dead. Yeah, oh yeah, we hit a gas line a couple weeks ago, and that yeah, mess. But, um, but yeah, that was the overthinking that w- that I always dealt with. But um, again, rolling from from people who've done it a long time, I've I've pulled bits and pieces from from people that that I respected, and especially one of the guys that kind of made me change uh, and become a better foreman in a better position where I, where I was doing is, um, what he made me think about is, you want to expose utilities, but how do I put it? So when you look, when you, you might look at it, the whole top of the ground, all these colors and all this, all these utilities, but then once you start opening up the ground and looking at the utilities, you can actually draw a straight line all the way through and all those worries just go away. Because you figured it out, okay, 
now, yeah, it was a mess up top, but then I was able to calm myself down, look at every, you know, take every step before I can complete, you know, before, before I start drilling. I can see all the utilities, everything that we're crossing. And everything is either deep or shallow. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I got a perfect window all the way through. And, you know, all that worry goes away. You know, same thing. Uh, oh, you no, I was just going to say that I was actually listening to something recently that was talking about imposter syndrome, which is, you know, a lot of people when they first step into a position, like you were saying, that it becomes overwhelming because it it's kind of the concept that like you're not you're like, oh, there's so much to go into it. There's I'm not ready for this. I'm not. But when someone slows you down and is like, no, you are ready for this. This is what you are. This is what your position is. You kind of start breaking things down to a simplistic form to where there's, there's no science to it. Like you said, you see the line. You move forward and you're like, it's right there. Mm -hmm. And you're not, you're not thinking about all the other stuff. Because when you first move into a position, you're kind of, everybody's an imposter. Everybody's playing make-believe. You're like, they're like, oh, you're the boss. And you're like, I'm the boss. <laughs> like, you're that guys, I'm the boss. And you're like, okay, what do we do? What would a boss do in this situation? <laughs> what would a boss do in this situation? <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of what, like, what I see what you're saying is like, at first, you do overthink about all the things. But then when you really sit down in that position that I'm a professional, they pay me to come out here and do this job. Then you, well, it's like, like I said, when I show, first showed up, I, I do HVAC. I've been doing it for like seven, eight years. I don't really, this is what I do at my job, but like, I, I'm Marcel Red, the guy. <laughs> yeah. I feel like an imposter when I'm telling people what to do and they're like, oh my God, you're so smart. And I'm like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> sure, I'm smart, I guess. Like... Yeah. Just and, and even, yeah, even moving it to management, same thing it happened to me where I'm, I'm lost and I'm overthinking. I'm like, dude, dude, I got to do this and do that. But what you should, what you told me a couple of months ago or even a year ago, I think, remember you were telling me, write everything down, write, yeah. write your steps where you're going to take it and take it one at a time. And I started doing that. And then same thing, man, my, my position, I, I love when people come with me with challenges or questions because, um, I'm, uh, I got the... I would say the experience, you know, I'm able to not overthink everything because I already know what it takes to get to, to get that work done. So I'm able to look back and, 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 and breathe and able to, okay, what's the first step? What's the second step? What's the third step? So I, I don't know. I think everyone, I don't, I don't know what you guys think, but everyone, no matter who you are, is going to be in a position where you're going to be overthinking. You're going to be overwhelmed until you actually understand what's going on. So, but for me, just to get, just to, uh, to be able to move forward from those situations is, um, I, I just kind of stick with what you told me and just do one, one step at a time. I'll have moments where I'm like, oh man, I got this and this and this. Okay. Let me write it down. What's the most important one? And then to the least, and then I'll start my list and go like that. So, um, that's, that's what I do. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Which is more like 40, but you know, right, of but course. I, and then the same thing with him, with, with what Brandon was saying, you know, if, if I don't get it done this day. Yeah, there's always tomorrow. You know, I don't really worry about it. You know, I'm not going to lose, you know, I don't know, whatever. But it, it'll be there tomorrow, you know. So I don't I don't overthink. And I think that's also a bad thing because I'll look at something. Oh, yeah, I'm going to buy that. And I buy it. And either it's either bad, reviews are bad. I just don't, you know, I just because I saw it, I'm like, oh, that's cool. I don't think about it. So I don't overthink on, a, on, on the decision I'm making and I kind of screw myself over too. Right, so I think like what Marcel was saying before, it's, it, both sides have their blessings and curses. Yeah. 
right? I mean, I feel like a non-overthinker is definitely a little more, I want to say aloof, right? A little, a little uh, happier during the day. Whereas like when I'm overthinking things all day, every day, I'm not just doing that about one fucking thing either. You know, like it's literally Listen, everything that's everything that's going on. Yeah. And my family, my work, my fucking, my car, my office, my, like just my dog, like everything that happens is like fucking, I'm like, okay, well, you know, even to take something small, like, oh, my dog's limping around. Like, did he break something? Is he going at the fucking fence again? Did he just break a nail? Is something actually broken? Like, if we do... If is it something broken, to worry about? Is it something not to worry about? Is this about? hospital like, visit? Or is this fucking vet visit? Well, right? and the, but the, even that when you're someone who overthinks, that goes into, okay, where are my funds at right now? What bills right. do I have that going out? And then you're like, you're down this rabbit hole of... Well, that's the that's, that's overthinking is in this itself. It's like or vet visit? Because vet visits, like, fucking, we have him, in, he's got insurance. Right? So that I don't actually even pay for those visits. But, like, is this hospital worthy? Like, that's a fucking grand, probably. Yeah, dude, dude is it going to take like, my time to allocate? Yeah, like, Christ is that going to just shift over? Like, so I'm not going to be working during this time? Or, my you you have kids? Or you, I'm not going to be doing this this thing with my kids? Because I have to worry about this. Yeah, so one and then I'm going to make out, I'm going to make up the time here. And it's, it's just this constant overflow. Like they, I mean, I, at the end of the day, that's what overthinking it, overthinking is. And like you said, like I deal with anxiety and depression because of overthinking. And how I learned to deal with it is just that. It's like work. I didn't get it done today. It is what it is. Yeah, like, I mean, like, I can't... Yeah, there are things you can't control. I and used to it, come it, it, home it, it, and be like, I'm a loser. I didn't do it. I mean, like, everyone's going to be like, Marcel didn't finish his job today. <laughs> like, like, all sitting in a circle talking. Yeah, about. like, everyone's talking about me all day. They're just saying how much I suck and I can't do it. And I, but it used to be so bad. And actually talking about this is me being an overthinker. I dealt with anxiety so bad at like so I have like performance anxiety when it comes to work I always want to be the best at everything I did that um even when I was lifting with you guys I'd wake up two hours before lifting or two hours before work and vomit for about an hour jeez because like I was like if you show up and you're a failure that's not what you are you you're better than that but that was just overthinking you weren't thinking that you weren't looking yeah. at me and be like, oh, he's a failure. You're like, oh, he's coming out and working hard. Or my boss wasn't looking at me at work and being like, this kid sucks. Yeah. Like, we're not going to give him a raise because he's a loser. <laughs> no, that was never anyone's thought process. But when you're an overthinker, you're delving into things that, like, shouldn't affect you in that way. Well, I think it shouldn't... it's a little, a little too, like, I mean, you guys work for somebody, right? Like, I mean, everything I don't get done on my list and shit, like, like I feel like I'm fucking my whole family over for that like i make i i am the only reason that i'm making money so if i don't complete these tasks i don't make money from that you know what i mean but at the end of the day i think working for that is that that becomes more stressful for you that becomes even more like working for somebody at the same time you have like other people as a comparison point where you wouldn't really have a comparison point so like your only comparison point is keller williams they have yeah. high fucking high volume agents there. I also I also need that. I need to be able to look at somebody else because at these other smaller companies, I'm like one of the highest producing agents. And so I'm like, oh fuck it, I'm beating all these guys. And then I look over at Keller Williams and there's a dude who did triple 
what I did in the past six months. And I, I did that over a year. You know, and I'm like, son of a bitch. He's like, well, I got like 10 people working for me. I'm like, how the fuck do you do that? He's like, well, I'll tell you if you want to come over and I'm, we'll fucking chat about it, right? Well, I have to set an appointment to go talk to this guy, take an hour out of my day to do that. Or I can work down the fucking hall from this guy and watch what he's doing every fucking day. Come to the office at 8 a.m. Have all 10 people that work underneath him come in to the office at 10 a.m. Make their fucking 100 calls every day, like... And they bang it out, dude. And this guy's making millions doing that. I talked to him, actually, about getting him in here, too. His name's Brandon Fox. He'll explain his fucking... He ended up going from a solo agent to owning a team. And I remember his team was like three fucking people when I was there the first time. Six years ago. Three people. And now he's got like ten fucking people and owns one of the biggest offices in the in all of Clark, or Keller Williams. And they're just banging shit out. You drive around... I mean, look for them now. It says Fox Realty on these fucking things. They're everywhere. I'm like, fuck, man. So I do need some competition, but at the same time, like, owning my own business is a bitch. Because, I mean, you can not do shit all day. Yeah, you can do that. That's why everybody's always like, oh, that must be nice to have so much free time. I'm like, sure, if I didn't overthink everything. Because I'm always on my phone. Like, if I'm sitting down eating dinner or lunch, I'm looking at my phone like... I still got 40 fucking things to do. Like, I still got... I should be doing this right now. You know what? I could probably bring that into my office and eat while I'm doing this, right? Like, and it's so irritating. That's one of the reasons I really have been pushing this podcast so hard. Because this is kind of the only time I can sit around and... My phone's got to be on silent for this fucking podcast, right? And, like, we get to sit here, we get to talk, we get to vent, we get to be who we want to be here. It's one of those moments where you get to decompress. You right. Gotta, you get to just kind of, like... Be yourself, come out in the open. It was like, uh, I have people listening to the podcast and like, you guys are just really open. You guys just talk about whatever. But that's, that's the thing is like, that's, you get to decompress. You get to say the things you want to say. You get to where. There's also nobody oh, who's going to tell me I can't say that. Shit. Well, no, yeah, <laughs> exactly. For a lot of the things in your life, you're kind of, kind of fit these these things, and I was, I was, I told my significant other, I was like, when is the day gonna be where I could just be who I wanna be? Like, I could say what I wanna say, I don't have to worry about nobody else, I don't gotta worry about who's looking at me a certain way, when do I gonna be that guy? And for a moment like this, is like, you, for your work, and I know for like, I have friends who are in, are realtors, and you kind of, you got to fit this niche whenever it's called upon. Not really like yeah. when it, it's, you got to fit it when it's called upon because you could be working on stuff at midnight one night. You got to, when you answer the phone, you got to be like, you got to put your voice on. You got to, yeah. it's I'm not. Houses, I'm smiling. I'm having, I'm energetic. I'm, absolutely. I'm trying to be that guy. And, and I was even, we, we talked a little bit about, uh, I'm trying to do another song. Because I did that rap video, right? Yeah. But in this next rap video, I really wanted to hit every genre of music and and show that, which I don't think people quite understand unless you're in the industry or know anything about it, is so the plan would be I'd start it with a rap video with what I was wearing before. And then the next clients, let's say they're like older couple and it turns into like opera. So now I'm in a fucking suit and I'm walking differently, I'm talking differently, we're singing differently, like, we're doing all this other stuff. I get my car drive to the next couple, they're country folk. I put on my hat, my cowboy boots, we get out, 
and we're bullshit and we're having a good time. He's drinking a beer, like whatever we're doing, right? And it, and it really is like every client, my first impression is always difficult for me because I have to figure out who the fuck I'm even talking to. And most of the time, a lot of, a lot of realtors don't really like it, but I'm cussing and all that other shit when I'm showing houses. First of all, I want to be me. Like, people appreciate authenticity. But at the same time, I don't want to scream this douchebag in a suit. I'm a person, man. And so what I'll do, usually do is be like, oh, man, fuck. Or I'll trip on something and I'll, I'll say fuck or shit. On purpose. I'm like, oh, sorry about that. Oh, we cuss too. Like, sailors, don't worry about it. And then it makes them feel more comfortable. They're cussing, we're cussing. Like, and it's a lot more fun, right? But I still have to be who I have to be for that meeting. And it is so exhausting to be that person for a fucking six to eight hours. No, yeah, it is. It's like, it's an escape in itself to like, just be yourself for like a moment because like society, like with everything going on, you gotta, you gotta fit roles. You gotta, but like, like, if I could say anything like about you, it'd be like, I feel like honestly, you get to be just because like how you how you are, you yourself most of the time. Like if you weren't if you weren't doing those things or cussing or doing that, I'd be like, oh, what's wrong with him? <laughs> is he going through something right now? So I'd be like, Martin. The first, the first is year he depressed? Or two, <laughs> the first year or two, I was like wearing a suit and button up shirt every day, all day, every day. Now I'm like, you're you're lucky to get me in one of them. I'll be in a polo and jeans most of the time. And I got a pair of fucking hiking boots in my truck in case we're doing land and shit. Like, that's the biggest change you're going to see out of me. I'm either in, like, my nice fucking dress shoes with jeans and a polo on or I'm wearing those hiking boots because we're about to walk. You know? Like, and it's just... People appreciate that authenticity. And, yeah, I do get to be me a lot of the times. But then there's also those people where I cuss in front of them and they they like... (gasps) And I'm like, oh... Great. Like, and so I got to be like careful now. Everything I do, I got to cover up my fucking tattoos when I'm out showing. Like I've showed a couple old people where they're just like, I lost a client, uh, because of my tattoos. She saw a tattoo creep up from my arm. This was before I even had my forearm one. And she's like, is that a tattoo? Like, she's like, I was like, yeah, yeah, it is. I got it. I was like 19. And she's all, that's, uh, it's like hooligan stuff. And I remember because she said hooligans. And I'm like, ah, hooligan, that's fucking weird. Right? <laughs> she also never answered the phone again when I went to go show her houses. Well, it's funny you say that because at the place I work, um, I used to do, I'd do a lot of maintenances. And uh, my friend would always say to me, because he was my a helper at the time, he was always like, Marcel, he goes, I'm not going to say you're two-faced. He goes, you just have a lot of faces. Yeah. He's like, because I've never seen someone who is not religious in any sort of way, but also go to a homeowner's house and have a praying circle <laughs> yeah. with a preacher and sit down and talk to them about Bible verses and do all these things. And I was like, no, there's no, right. like, I'll, I'll fit whatever you want me to fit. But like, unfortunately, the one thing that sucks about this is like, I just not my, like, I am, those are all parts of myself. Like, well, I feel but like that's part of overthinking too. Is that, that, that becomes like, overthinking is I'm trying to please 
everybody. I'm, I'm a huge people pleaser. I'm a people pleaser. And yeah. that becomes one of those things where you feel certain emotions. You don't actually let them out because you're like, is someone going to like that? <laughs> is, is that? And then so like I, I put myself in a lot of positions where I see other people and I actually appreciate them not overthinking. They just get to freely be themselves. Right. And I like sometimes like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? Like, did you just say no that in idea. front of them? Yeah. And they're like, say what, man? Fuck <laughs> this place. And I'm like, what? <laughs> but I'm overthinking. Um, right. And I do, I do feel like too, that you, you say I get to be myself a lot of the times. I feel like a lot of people get this impression of me that is just so off. Like, all the time until somebody gets to really know me. A lot of people think I'm like this conservative fucking like, like almost like a hillbilly racist fucking dude and just like all this other shit. And it's just like I'm a misogynist. I get that a lot. Like everybody, everybody thinks I voted for Trump. And I like, I have to sit back and be like, just you're aware I hate all forms of government. You know what I mean? Like, and I have to, like, backtrack to everybody. I, I'm, like, probably one of the most feminist men you'll meet, you know? And, and like, it's it's weird because I'm also still going to try to be who I am. I always got bothered. One of my best friends from Los Angeles, his name's Stephen Fambro, right? We never knew he was gay. And don't get me wrong, I don't give a fuck if you're gay. But as soon as he came out, he's now Angel Wings and Glitter Gay. I don't know if you know what that means, but like he's going to raves in oh, nothing he's, he's doing but a utmost. man thong and Angel Wings and Glitter. Like That's all he's wearing, bro. And high heels sometimes, right? So I'm just like, why can't you just be like Steven but gay? Right? Like, <laughs> like, why can't you be it. the same person you were before, but like you right. like boys? Like It's not a big deal. So, like, <laughs> so then I always had that question was like, is this who you were hiding and this is who you actually are or is this who you are because of what you think you have to be to fit into where you are? Like, it's so fucking weird. And like all these people, I hate Portland. I hate it. And it's mostly because I feel like I always call them non-conforming conformists. They want to not fit in so bad, but just so you know, sir, you're not fitting in just like everyone else in Portland, you know? Like, you're all got purple fucking hair for some reason, and you're all somewhat gay. And you know what? I, I'm not hating on anybody for do what you want to do, but, like, I don't think I should be able to walk up to you and tell anything about you. Right? Like, I mean, I always hate it when somebody's taking gay, for example... That shouldn't be your identity. I don't think that should be your your whole, like, that's what you are. Like, I get it, you're gay, that's cool. That's fantastic, but, like, why are your mannerisms different now? Like, why is it the way you talk no, different? I, like, it, all that other shit. And I can agree with that, is that I'm, I, I am con more conservative. Um, okay. But... I would say that like I don't really care if like someone is is gay or if they're doing whatever they're doing right. or however they want to live their lives. I actually don't. I don't care. I what I what I say is like when people are pushing things out, like when they're pushing their lifestyle on other people, That's it's what I'm like saying. I I do things in my life that I don't tell anyone else about that make me perfectly happy. But I'm not trying to broadcast it to the world because I'm not trying to like, it's not, I don't do it because I want to share it with everybody else. I don't do it because 
oh, I want you to be into it or anyone else. I just do it because that's what I enjoy. Um, well, my point and if we never talked about it, you never know. My point is that if I was like, hey, Marcel, who are you? You should be like, I'm Marcel and I'm gay. Like, oh, okay. Like, why is that all you can identify with? Like, what, what do you do? Like, but, but I, I also, I, get it. I do know, um, it was funny. This is a story I like to tell a lot of people. I have a, uh, my significant other, she has a, a gay friend. I remember, uh, we were, we had to go somewhere one time and we get into the car. It's me and my, my one of my best friends since we were like five years old. He's in the back. The the guy who's gay is in the back seat, and he was like, he leans forward. And the only reason I say it like that is he leans forward and goes, "I was like, what kind of music are you trying to listen to?" And he leans forward and he goes, "Just because I'm gay doesn't mean I gotta listen to no gay shit." He goes, "You better put some gangster rap on or some shit in this bitch." And I said, "I like what the <laughs> yeah." I wasn't trying to say nothing, but like. But that's the thing. It was he doesn't go out of his way to be anything. He's like, no, I like, that's like men. I don't want to do. He's like, I don't want to wrestle with you guys or do any of those things. He wants to hold up. My only ever thing was, and this might come off a certain way, is that I just like I just think it's doing. There's some people that do too much, but I think that there's in both ways. I I think that everybody, when it comes to any type of thing, it's like, oh, if you're conservative, yeah. Like pushing that onto somebody else, or if you're super liberal, pushing that onto someone else, or it's not about being gay or straight or anything. It's like if you're straight, pushing that onto somebody else, like that's not really needed. Like if I, me and you can have a conversation, and I can never discuss the types of women I. Well, how many times have we talked about the types of women we like, or anything? I do it all. It doesn't. <laughs> he said uh, him, but I like fucking but that everything, but that becomes. <laughs> You don't have to push those. You could have conversations That's without. That's what I'm trying to say. I don't think one thing should be your fucking identity. Like, like I'm using the gay thing because it's a little more relatable to everybody. It's a but it, but it's the see. same for as someone who's conservative, conservative or someone who's liberal. Too. When they 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 build their whole character out of being that person. I I'm a very big person on open discussion. I would love. I love to have open discussions with people. I am not religious at all. I've read the Bible front to back three times in my life. My family is very, very religious, like um, extremely religious. I'm fine with having a full-on conversation with somebody about it. If you want to talk about it, let's talk about it. Like, let's. I, I'm not. I like I said. I, I would go into homeowners' houses as your HVAC service technician here to do a maintenance, and they're asking about questions, and then they want to talk about their religion because everybody wants to talk about something when you're there, right. and. They wouldn't know. They didn't know I wasn't religious. Why would I need to t- say that? Why would I need to expose that when I could have that conversation? We could we could talk about your religion. And I've been able to connect with a lot of people because of things that like they're talking about their conservative beliefs or their, their liberal beliefs or their Christian beliefs or their Muslim beliefs. And I'm I'm generally interested like. I don't, I may not agree. I may not think that that's, but I'm generally interested. Like let's, let's explore that. And so many people are so cut off. Um, and like going back on like overthinking that goes into my being a people pleaser. It's like, I'm overthinking. I'm trying to keep everybody happy and like worrying about myself becomes like the last thing. Cause I'm like, 
kind of worried about like what other people think of the person that I am. But at the same time as an overthinker, I also think that like when I'm dead, whatever I think doesn't matter no more. And it's what everybody else thinks. So, (laughs) yeah, I mean, you're only going to be, you're only going to live as long and when you're dead as, as people are going to give you. Yeah. Like, I mean, how much you're remembered. At the end of the day, it's like you could be the most amazing person in the world, but the day you die, nobody else knows that it doesn't matter. Yeah. You're fucking dead anyways. So what does it matter? You might as well leave a good legacy behind for other people. But, uh... Oh, man. Sorry, my phone's blowing up. It's like 9 o'clock. Let's kind of chill this out a little bit. Sorry. You got anything else on over destructive overthinking? No? It's Don't bad. Do it. Don't do it. Meditate. Stop it. Um, Stop overthinking. I would say big goals to it is live day by day. Um... The biggest mantra I tell myself every day is it is what it is. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to work on that too. It's not easy, but Hey, that's all you gotta say to yourself. It is what it is. Oh, do we got any uh any shout outs real quick? Yeah, it's better not steal mine, I'm gonna be mad. No, I don't got anymore. You don't? I do. Alright, Cedric McMillan. He passed away at forty four oh, yeah. years old. Um Oh, fuck, man. He was amazing. He was a really good bodybuilder. And uh, I think this goes back to what I've been talking about for this whole fucking COVID thing. Is that uh, for some reason, steroids especially right now, people are just doing them too hard. Going way too overboard. And I, I don't know why so many bodybuilders, especially bodybuilders right now, are just fucking dying. They're just dying. They're falling off like fucking leaves on a dead tree, dude. It's fucking nuts. But we lost another one, man, and it sucks. But hopefully he put enough of a legacy into his own family and his and everything he's got. So I think the unfortunate thing is that um, just like anything, people don't understand that like with a lot of dudes... Like, it's body dysmorphia, just say as girls are anorexic or you deal with depression or you deal with a lot of things. Those guys are dealing with something where they visually can't see what the world sees and they're willing to sacrifice. Right. Like, everyone's like, oh, you're in these, this phenomenal shape. You look a certain way. But what they're willing to do is sacrifice years. But then you, the, the, the common misconception is you hear about guys... Uh, in previous generations where they took these astronomical cycles and they did these things and they're like, well, I'm alive. And a lot of guys don't understand that if you're at risk for kidney failure or something like that, by doing certain things, you're just backtracking that. You're just taking time off that. Same thing if you were going to have heart disease and you get really fat. Well, it's it's the same thing as taking vitamins. You're not saying that vitamins aren't going to stop you from getting cancer. They're not going to stop you from having a heart attack. They're not going to, but what they're going to do is give you the highest percentage chance of that not happening based off of your genetic potential. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of this, this heart disease and stuff like that, it definitely doesn't, uh, well, some people just don't take care of themselves, right? You take too much steroids, your red blood cell count, your red blood cell count goes up, your blood just thickens and it gets stuck. Mm-hmm. That shit happens, right? Uh, but at the same time, like like he's saying, it makes everything happen faster. Muscle growth, um, 
kidney well, disease. Well, and a lot of these guys don't understand that, like, HGH, like, it fast-tracks the growth of everything in your body. So if you had a cancerous growth in your body, that bitch is like, yeah. I'm going to quadruple in size in four months. Like, right. I got you. And it's it's a sacrifice a lot of take. Uh, you had Boston Lloyd, who, uh, he wanted to be a science project for the world. And, Jesus. I mean... But, I mean, he, he came out and said that, and there's no... Well, and the thing is, too, is, like, I mean, anyone who's doing that kind of shit, if you don't know the risks already, you're a fucking idiot already, right? I mean, you should be doing your fucking research. I mean, what was Boston Lloyd, 32? Or 29? I couldn't tell you. I know that he was fucking insane. Yeah, but, but he was only, like, 29, and he was doing things like injecting himself with... Ziz did the same shit. And the, 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 but they they wanted to be... They they understood the risks, I believe, more than anybody else. It is some good shit. And that, that's a sad, unfortunate part. And uh, But at the same time, you got to understand that, I mean, you live your life the way you want to live your life. If that's how you wanted to do it, if you wanted to, I mean, do you think it's any different from, you know, falling from the rise of being someone like Arnold in his prime or any of those guys in their prime and then to being... What was, uh, I was just watching, was it Flex Wheeler? Oh. Or not Flex Wheeler. Who had their legs, had to get their legs amputated recently? Whoa. Within the last few years. It was Flex wow. Wheeler or one of them. He doesn't have his legs anymore. Jesus. Um, because he had kidney stuff. I, I could I, be I wrong. I mean, we could even, Ronnie Coleman broke his Yeah, leg. but the, those guys, a lot of them, if you search them up now, have amputated limbs and stuff because they... They wanted to live at the peak of human physical form. Yeah. Physical form. Yeah. They turned their body into an art project, and they took time off their lives. And you know, you can get mad at them, but you're not gonna get mad at those guys free free climbing a fucking rock, right? Those guys know damn well they fall one fucking time, they're dead, right? I mean, but but you know, with any of those guys, you look at them and. Where they, they understood the risk, they understood the reward, and at that moment in their life, they were willing to die for what they believed in. And I mean, I think it's beautiful, it's something beautiful to look at, I think it's un, unfortunate that people are dying, but I think that also goes into our general health is in the society that we live in today, is that like, you look at like cycles of old bodybuilders and stuff like that, and they weren't cataloging that at all or doing anything right whatsoever. They were just hoping for the best. <laughs> yeah, like, they didn't even know what that shit would do to them. Also. No, they. This a lot like, of them were like, I'm natty. And they're like, Yeah, you're not natty. And they're. This guy was like, Hey, I found out a way to put more testosterone in your body. They're like, Fucking sweet. That's all that was <laughs> like the conversation. That was it. Yeah, they didn't know turn on, turn off. Like. Anyways, anybody know other shout outs? No? Shout outs. Um, my trainer, Cameron Price. Cameron Price. All right. Um, he's young, but uh, he's learning and growing, trying to build a good clientele, and he actually cares about people. So look him up. <laughs> CP Fitness on Instagram. <laughs>